Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folklore origins to their current pop culture incarnations. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined today by Leonard. How are you doing, Leonard? Uh, I'm good, Dave, uh, other than uh, suffering through a minor ear infection and accidentally poisoning myself with french fries this week. I'm uh, doing okay. Um, yes, viewers, viewers, listeners, you heard me correctly. I, uh, I did, in fact, poison myself with french fries, but I will not get into that story because I think it is significantly more interesting to leave how that possibly happened to your imaginations. How are you, Dave? Well, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to hear about the ear infection. That's, those suck. Uh, and poisoning? Uh, <laughs> I have had neither of those things happen in the past. Maybe in conjunction with one another. That's, right. That sounds like a bad time all around. Uh, it's just been unseal. Well, it's always hot here, but it's like a month ahead of the normal temperatures, which is smack countrywide. Uh, yes. So we will get into the the heart of the end of season two of the animated Castlevania, and that will be episodes. 9, 10, 11, and 12 uh, yes. of, of the sequence. We have episode 9, The Last Spell, episode 10, The River, episode 11, For Love, and episode 12, End Times. That will be a briefer coverage because it's just a wrap-up. Yes. Do anyway, uh, we'll start with Last Spell, so episode 9 or episode 5 of season 2, uh, however you want to access it. Uh, this kicks off. We 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 ended wasn't really a cliffhanger, but we ended with Godbrand's death um, at the hands of Isaac. Yes, and that's where this one picks up directly because Isaac is just kind of chilling on a ledge uh, 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 as the sun. I think it's the sun is rising. Yes, it is, uh, and he disperses Godbrand's ashes. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, metal, which I, you know, I, every, t- every single time I see this, I've watched this, this, like, season two, four times at this point, I always forget where that metal even was on, was it like a, a clasp for, like, his pelt? Is, is that... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking it was. Uh, okay. Like a, like a cloak pin. Yeah. Because every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I feel like I should know what that is or if it's more important, but it, it's probably just a cloak pin, like you said. Yeah, and it's uh, it's really interesting because the show does this on a few occasions where once a vampire is killed in a specific way, I guess, like immolated, uh, most of their clothing turns to dust with them yes but except with the exception of like a a singular bit of metal or a talisman or something you're going like i don't i think there was more metal on their clothes than that one piece but okay <laughs> like maybe yes, there was belt, belt buckle something 
it's it's the important it's the it's the it's the vampire signifier or piece of metal that that always remains so you have something to remember them by yeah unless unless you're <laughs> isaac and just throw it off the battlement he just checks that he doesn't need to remember anybody by but uh he was at least doing that one service to the vampire that he murdered um yes who knows he does his own thing can't really fault him from that he knows he knows what he's doing like he 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 picks a thing and sticks to it forever yep uh yeah so we've been looking at like the characters and how this situation and how these things are kind of changing them or or what they're expecting out of something so Isaac is fully on board uh the Dracula train whatever whatever Dracula has decided is what he's just going to do and he doesn't he makes that very clear uh and he's not going to derail from that path like pretty much ever unless his hand is forced uh which eventually kind of comes down to that uh but then we have Carmilla who due to uh past experiences is is just not going to be putting up with any any sort of shenanigans she's not going to follow someone who's just blindly rushing into things or isn't uh being considerate of the like the long-term impacts of what they're doing mm-hmm. or they're just maybe they have developed like a a dementia and she's just not going to put up with it uh her, her view on the other vampires is kind of the same where she's taking a lot of issue with uh how everyone's handling this war or not handling it or just following along when she thinks that um, there's there's clear paths they could take that would be um more successful and makes sense and more logical uh godbrand i think her her general distaste for him came down to like how he he comports himself as a viking vampire and she i I feel that she thinks he's uncouth but oh yeah he still knows what he's doing like I don't think the issues she took, she has with him are they're with him personally, but not professionally. Mm-hmm. At least to, to like the full, full extent, he he knows how to do war, so she's on board with that sentiment. Uh, however, the rest of him she finds distasteful, but she's willing to like put up with him or use him uh, really in, in to further her own schemes because he's uh, he's good at what he does. Uh, but outside of that, he's distasteful. So he's gone missing. However, we know exactly what happened. He's he's now spread to the winds, <laughs> courtesy yeah. of, of Isaac. Um, and, I, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say, uh, I um, the thing about <clears throat> excuse me, Carmela is that uh, her and Dracula's goals, and to a lesser extent, the rest of the generals. Uh, I, the only reason I don't really uh mention them is because they ultimately really have no personality um are uh but her goal the court's goals and dracula's goals are fundamentally incompatible uh 
because Dracula's on a mission of genocide, and if human genocide, and yes, vampires could feed on cattle and and animals, but that is clearly not uh, not the the preferable choice for them. So she like it is her her disdain for Dracula and what's going on is is makes sense in terms of well you he's just doing this genocidal crusade that is going to result in like the death of everyone <laughs> including us yeah and that's a that's a big thing because that's what she uses to coerce um hector yes and kind of rally the other vampires that, again, as you mentioned, like, they don't, I don't even think they have a speaking, like, a single speaking line, maybe, except for the, there was some argument in the war room one time. Mm. But they just kind of glare and look cool, but don't do yeah. anything. They're, they're it's, it's, fairly obvious that they are all afraid of Dracula. Um, and, and, you know, they, they highlight that with that sequence with uh, uh, Godbrand and Dracula and his study in one of the past episodes that we covered. But the fact that it, A, Dracula's incredibly weakened, he hasn't been feeding, uh, and they're all terrified of him, except for Camilla, and she's just like, why can't the rest of you just see, like, that he's a, just a tired old man? Like, we could actually take him. But no, none of you want to do that, so it's up to me. Well, which is a sentiment that she, exp uh, like, directly expresses that, that it, no, you left it up to me to do, so now I'm going to do the thing, and nobody gets to be wishy-washy or say, hey, how come... How come you're doing this? Because you all had the chance to, and nobody took it. So I'm going to. Yeah, she she spends a good like three minutes, sort of angrily talking to Hector about that that very specific thing, because mm -hmm. he's complaining, um, sort of about her methods she's using, mm -hmm. and he's still on board with what he thinks, like what Dracula asked him to come do. And st mm -hmm. still, e even though Carmilla is explaining it to him very succinctly and very specifically, he doesn't get it that they're just going to wipe out humanity. He thinks they're still going to be just in livestock mode. Right. And all of his, his analogies are just everything is an animal to him. Uh, and even even the vampires, he takes time to talk to Isaac because he's trying to bring uh, Isaac on board to present a united front to Dracula, since they are both of his, they too are like the head of the War Council uh, to to move uh, Dracula's castle to Bryla uh, yes. at at Carmilla's request because she's using that to entrap. Dracula, which it's the plan itself, like 
without other interventions would have been the perfect thing. It goes off pretty much without a hitch until some other stuff uh, happens, which we'll get to. Uh, but yeah, Hector and Isaac, they they have a long like discussion in the daylight away from the castle and vampire ears, uh, which is dangerous. Uh, they both know that. Um, and Isaac is he's questioning like Hector's motives and loyalty because mm. lo- his motives really I don't think really concern him but his his loyalty uh, he, he phrases it I believe in something like I don't care uh, or it's like is, is your plan um, something that satisfies you or satisfies Dracula like is it are you doing you're trying to get him to do something for his benefit over yours and that's where he takes umbrage with uh anything going against the grain like he he's fine with plans that make sense as long as they're it's not like a hint of disloyalty um, toward dracula right and, and you know he he gives he gives uh isaac gives hector the benefit of the doubt even when he's discussing it with dracula later he says that he doesn't think that he's he's being disloyal and hector doesn't think that he's being disloyal uh the only scene the only the only person that seems to realize that what hector's doing is is betraying dracula is is Carmilla uh, because she's the one pulling the strings on it, but like she's convinced him to to forge some night creatures specifically for her and send him off on a mission that he didn't infor- she didn't inform anyone about. Uh, she's getting him to try to convince Dracula to to move to Brela, and and he, like Hector's just Hector's kind of a rube, like yeah compared to to compared to isaac once again he it's all pet analogies with him and like a need for a a a being with with uh pure motives which is how he considers vampires to begin with which is weird um uh uh needs to be in control of humanity because humanity just uh fights and 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 raises everything around them yeah he he, his analogy is that like vampires are like cats i think is what he eventually settled on Mm -hmm. um and isaac is just going like that's the most naive like it's not idealistic but it's just like not connected with reality Mm mm-hmm it's not giving anything enough credit. Right. It's it's too simplistic. Uh, it's reducing everything to, like, a base nature that doesn't really... It's not attributable. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, it's ultimately, like, what what is Hector's undoing because he doesn't understand what he's doing. Right, like, like, like it's he, he knows what he's doing, but he doesn't see like the larger scheme of it. Is I think the better way to put it, or the effect of his, the immediate actions, like the long, long term effect of it, isn't something that concerns him because he's just kind of in the moment. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that... because any. Go yeah. on. Uh, I was just saying, like, um, when Carmilla puts it to him uh, that what he's doing is a, a betrayal, he's like, "No, I, I'm just doing it. like Hector. You, it's it's a betrayal the second that you're going behind Dracula's back to do something for one of the other vampires. That definitely, like, if you're making uh, night creatures." And they're they're only under Camilla's com- or command, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like what wh- what in there sounds like it's you're doing the the right thing for Dracula, other than Carmilla telling you that um, he's a doddering old man and we need to like rest control of this and make everything orderly because he wants that she's just playing to the thing that he like the lowest denominator that hector kind of wants and the thing that dracula did lie to him about in the beginning so there's a lot there's a lot going on uh hector's not blameless you can blame him uh but like isaac puts it uh the things that hector's doing are what he sees as in service to dracula like, he just doesn't get that it's a, a, a betrayal. Right. He thinks he's helping. Like, oh, yeah. yes, you're right. Dracula, Dracula's gone off the deep end. We have to save him from, from himself. Uh, so let's scheme and plot behind his back uh, for his own ultimate benefit. Yeah, it's for his uh, own I, good, Hector. Right. And, 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 and really, anybody with, like, working eyes and ears can clearly see that Carmilla is is a not disclosing everything and like like okay so you know to just jump ahead um she uh she gets him to resurrect the bishop into a zombie uh, that blesses a river into holy water and at no point does he like question hey isn't it weird that we're using like this holy man corpse to bless a river of water. He do- he doesn't see he he can't see the forest for the trees. Like his his vision is very immediate. Yeah, like I don't know that he knows what's going on. Like as a as a cause and effect kind of situation mm-hmm. like, like he sees what's happening he's not stupid but what's the effect of it he doesn't it's beyond him right and it turns into like the what have i done you know i don't even think it yes. turns into that though like it kind of does but it's only when uh carmilla's has to spell it out quite literally to him mm-hmm. that he's like what what and yeah exactly he yeah no concept yeah. Of, of of no concept of of the greater picture no concept of guile he I, it's he's referred to as childlike multiple times at, uh, during the season and when once he is is like plainly informed of his his ultimate betrayal 
uh, of Dracula, he is like, I, that doesn't make any sense. I was doing a good thing, I thought. I don't understand how this went sideways. And it's, it's very myopic and childlike from him. And it's really weird because when he's having his, one of his final kind of conversations with Carmilla, he says to her, um, I, he's like, I thought uh, you were pre- at least pretending to respect me. Yes. And she's like, yeah, we're done with that now. So that's a, a hmm. See, the, the weird, like, framing of him as being childlike, it's it's a very specific uh, circumstance. It's like a circumstantial thing. Mm-hmm. Because, because that's a, uh, that's a, a very aware pull he makes going like i thought you were pretending to at least respect me or at least pretending to do that so he has to he knows what's going on he's just like not doesn't want to think about the consequences yeah He, 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 he can understand it he's not stupid um he's just like willfully ignorant yeah, yeah, I think that's actually a fair assessment of the situation. Because yeah. he, he's quite culpable. He, he, he's, you can blame him for what happened because he's kind of the linchpin in getting this stuff to work. Uh, Carmilla could not have done the degree of her subterfuge without his help. Right. Like the larger part of it anyway. Um, because ultimately she needs him to convince dracula to to move the castle to Bryla, and that would not have happened uh without the really without isaac kind of buying into what hector's saying at least, at least a little bit mm-hmm. and, and seeing that it was harmless because he's he's not aware of the depth of what carmilla has like plotted right because the plan itself does make sense. Like that's the thing is like if you're doing subterfuge and you're and you're lying to someone, you're she's very good at couching things in a way that like tactically, yeah, yes, the 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 plan to um, attack Bryla and cut off their commerce and their their escape route, um, controlling the river city, like that's a that's what you do when you're doing a war. Uh, yeah, landlock. Yeah, yeah. land so it, everybody. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh and ultimately that's like that's the undoing because it's something makes so much sense that what could possibly be hidden behind that. Well, all the all the forces that are like tying the the castle down um which is weird because there she's using that to attack the castle but that there's nothing that she did to make the castle not move again. Right. I think she was banking on the element of surprise because the, the thing that's worth noting is that when they arrive at Brela, uh, they, for whatever reason, arrive on the other side of the river, which, uh, I, I mean, that's poor planning. Like, it's a river city. Like, there are two halves it's, it, it, on, on opposite banks. But still, it seemed like the more populous <laughs> region side of the city was on the opposite side of the river. So she has forces already staked out there 
that destroy the bridge uh you know doing some some uh dracula general collateral damage uh and then uh launches her up like i think she was banking on the element of surprise uh to to like t- rush in and take over the castle which once again is weird i think she is also like deeply underestimating dracula as well um, well i mean everyone is because they they put on that he, he's not putting up a front he's he's griefed and tired and that's and he's not feeding i mean that that he is in a weakened state but that weakened state the bar of that is so far above everyone else exactly like they're just not aware like they can all 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 she can see is her her old master Mm -hmm. you know so she's put that past experience onto Dracula, which is like a dumb thing to do, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know that. And other things fall out that kind of put this sort of not at the end, but like it was kind of going into her favor, and then it just all went wrong, right? Because no one's uh, going to protect the castle doing a um, hopscotch like around the city, yeah. And blasting holy uh, river water everywhere. <laughs> I I really, I really, I really, yeah. It's a it's a fantastic sequence of of Dracula's castle just going nuts all over her, all over her uh, port town, um, and it's it's pretty fantastic uh, because uh, our hero crew is busy trying still. Still in the library, still <laughs> trying to figure out how to how to stop Dracula, um, and and uh, Sypha, uh figures it out by doing a lot of root language work, and it, it it's one of those uh, her her discovering the lockdown spell for Dracula's castle is one of those things where I'm just like. Oh man, I love language, but man, this sounds like a nightmare. I'm glad that they didn't spend a lot of time on this and explained it as as like succinctly as possible. Yeah, it's it's a nice um fleshing out of of like just the history of this world. And Mm-hmm. I mean, by and large, these draws are from real world things, and it's it's giving uh, backstory in like small doses about uh, the 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 speakers and their right. rela- their relationship with the church and why the church doesn't like them, and mm-hmm. ulti- ultimately that comes down to. God not liking the speakers because they're retaining the things that God had rent asunder when he destroyed the Tower of Babel. They're yes. trying to like maintain the knowledge of what came before, which is supposed to be kind of off limits. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a nice pull and it gives um it gives some fleshing out and some motivations for like what she's doing. 
and also we see this the church is like so inherently in this corrupt that mm-hmm. they're um it, it puts a very specific framing to the speakers and uh regardless of like what what um that she's using magic which is of course by the church um heretical and then by the people uh, take it or leave it like it's it's spooky like it's a thing that people mm. probably shouldn't be doing but it it gets rid of the mon- it keeps people safe so i think they're kind of abiding by it a little bit right um like they're they're valued for their knowledge but maybe not their methods mhm and that's the same thing with the the Belmont clan which that got off on a whole different thing because because of their methods they're blamed for uh the existence of monsters rather than um, being heralded as uh, like a, a bastion against the, the forces of the night as they right. rightly are. Um, but they're also foreign. So that was to their detriment in the first place is they move, they like, they got kicked out of one place, moved somewhere else. They're from somewhere else. So that immediately like puts people's guards up. Like they don't want foreigners in. Right. Like, they're going to be suspicious of you anyway if you're an outsider. Uh, and, oh, look, you, you're you here. Though the Belmonts are following the work and following the monsters, it sure seems suspicious that the monsters started attacking us and then you just happened to show up. It, it feels like the people are casting them kind of like as that snake oil salesman role. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, oh, you, you say you're providing the cure to something, but didn't you just bring it here in the first place? And uh, you're, you're just using that to fleece the people? Right. Um, so, there... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, there's actually kind of uh, a, a fair amount of thematic overlap between uh, the way Trevor's family was... the ultimately the Belmont clan was was uh, you know destroyed and uh what happened to lisa dracula's wife there's there's an equivalency there and it's it's knowledge of things that the church and people in general don't understand being viewed as heretical and and needing to be wiped out yeah and ultimately her her declaration so she's looking at science and lost medicines and technologies and trying to use those um to 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 reinstate um a kind of an uh, a place for humanity on in this world where uh there are indeed uh terrible things in the night um that attack people and just general malaise that she has a way to like counter um, mm-hmm. And it's and it's through science and, and alchemies and, and things that like she's not doing anything bad and it's making it better. Uh, but uh, her point of it has nothing to do with God because it it's it's science and technology and not religion um, that she's relying on. Uh, ultimately, like that sentiment uh, is taken, of course, as we mentioned before, kind of like. Kind, it's taken in context but out of context at the same time 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's already framed in a bad light um, and was being bad-mouthed by the, the previous medicine woman of the village. Um, and the, the moment that she said that uh, is, like, that was the nail in her coffin. You just can't say that something's... Uh, has nothing to do with God because if it has nothing to do with God, then it has everything to do with the devil. Uh, right. Is the is the the, the framings of the church? Um, yeah. So there, that's like the the state of Wallachia and what the church the church doesn't. Uh, it's not necessarily that things are heretical, but that they uh, might take an ounce of control away from the church. Like, if the people have something else to rely on that's not the church, that's bad for the church. Like, they just right. want to maintain their monopoly on um, reliance of the people and money mm. and all of those. It's it's just that quintessential corrupt um, oversight. Right. So, all of that basically is, is what um, Saifa and uh, Trevor are kind of dealing with tangentially like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's affected them because it's sent all of Cypher's family um roaming around again and then trevor he's the last of his line like there's no other belmonts and his his estates fall into disarray but um uh, yeah, nevertheless it's a, it's a treasure it's a veritable treasure trove of information uh on everything um and extensively of course on dracula but it's just a lot of you're going like that's a lot of books that is very specific yeah because it's like thousands of tomes and i know there's a directory um that the the family has but uh for them to like you'd need so much time any any kind of research it's like okay is there a book on the architecture of dracula's castle Here's the book on his flying buttresses. I, you know, I don't know. Like, like they don't get into the nitty gritty. They kind of wish Cypher had like rambled off some titles, mm-hmm. like of books, just to make it, just to give some more context to like what's in this this library because it looks right. amazing. There's floors, like basement floors of books and other treasures, and we just see like Trevor wandering around looking at weapons he just keeps digging through um the uh the the sub weapons you'd be using in in the castlevania game uh so ultimately she she uses the adamic um script to help translate uh what she needs to do to complete like um verses for the spell because it was an incomplete locking spell Mm-hmm. Uh, for Dracula's castle, and it's not even just a locking spell; it's like a summoning spell. Uh, she mm-hmm. she uses the scrying mirror that Alucard had found to uh, pinpoint. She says to see the object of her intention, as she, as she puts it, mm-hmm. and she s- drags it from Bryla to uh, sit basically over the Belmont hold. And that's that's what causes the interruption to um, Carmilla's plan. Uh, it wrecks the 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 gears and all the movement um, technologies inside the castle. So it's kind of now it's just going to be stuck here. Uh, just a, a few 
hundred meters away from like the Belmont estate, and right. it puts it to um, sort of to the advantage of the the trio. They they're they're on a, a little bit of a time limit here because a few of the reconnaissance forces that uh, were sent out have found the the magical um, door of death. <laughs> that, yes, that blocks the, the the hold, and it's a minotaur. It is a minotaur. Um, some kind of blind demon. I I did actually try to figure out what what whether or not i i mean i recognize the minotaur and minotaur yeah. is a classic castlevania monster um we have some um a uh, fire drake um uh, a night beast uh and i believe we have malthus uh the crow demon yeah um, but yes, I'm unaware of the the spiky staffed uh, blindfold uh, monster. Though, if if any listeners out there know what this creature is and if it's uh, if it's from a Castlevania game, feel free to let us know. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't track that particular one down. Um, although that's the one that gives Trevor probably the most trouble out of anything he's fought uh, mm. thus far, and. This this sequence of Trevor trying to buy time uh, for Sypha uh, to to do the spell is aside from a later moment like one of my favorites. They just this is where the show tossed its money um, yep. into into the, the the fight scenes, and it's just it's so very fluid. Um, he's Trevor's using the Morning Star and the, the sword he had. Uh, to to great effect and having a time of it because the, the all of the monsters are quite a bit larger than him and he's just he's tired <laughs> he's a tired mm. man and he's just he puts up with it uh, and eventually he he kills all of the invading forces um, although I do like that when he's he's fighting uh, I think it's the is it the it, it, yeah, it might have been the the Malthus. He's like, I'll fight you with this stick. Because that's all he has left is like a, yes, a, pe- a yes. piece of the staff. <laughs> yeah. He's like, great. So the his his snarky, like, 80s action hero one-off dialogue is, is really good. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, they, they pull Dracula's castle in. Uh, there's infighting going on because Carmilla's the the remnant of her forces that made it um, out of all of the teleporting shenanigans um, and into the the hold or uh, the main hall of Dracula's castle. I've been fighting uh, with the last the last of the generals. Um, most of the forces were killed. They um, they were being mustered to go across the bridge when it when it was um, sabotaged. So yes. the large part of Dracula's army was destroyed. Uh, and, and they never like really recovered from earlier reconnaissance because it uh, it took time for Hector and Isaac to, to be replenishing like the forces. Mm-hmm. And they just, they lost I think a lot of their flying monsters somewhere along the way. It it doesn't really explain it other than they're they're just sending foot foot uh troops out right and 
there there were there were some there were some flying night beasts, but they got left behind in Brela after the, yeah. the 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 and were most likely destroyed by the giant um what whirlpool. That, yeah, they got that, they got sucked into the sky um, yeah. by a holy water tornado. <laughs> oh, water spout! That's what that yes, is. That's, that's what, what that's called. That's what that's called. <laughs> yeah. So they're 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 doing their infighting, and then this is where um, Trevor, Sypha, and Alucard storm the storm the castle. And we get treated to the reprise, not really a reprise, like a remix of the Castlevania theme kicks in here. And it's it's the best, because it's always yes. good when theme music um, happens. And it's just a, a visual treat of like a five minute fight scene of yep. these three just mowing through the, the remnant forces. Um... I don't really see it. Like, just watch that part. It's worth watching several times. Like, I <laughs> it's absolutely worth watching. Um, yeah, it, it's one of it's one. It, it's a it's a triumph of of good old fashioned hand drawn two D animation. Um, it is a treasure. I'm glad that something like this exists in the 21st century. I know that uh, that you know. I'm not saying that stuff like Wicom tablet, like computer drawn stuff, but you know, there's there was a time where cartoons, animation settled in on like let's use Flash, let's use this program to to animate shows, but this is just good old actual hand drawn animation and it's uh it is a big old chef's kiss uh, yeah it's it's so fluid um it's a great sequence and doesn't really further things one way or the other other than um cementing like that these three are very good at what they do and then when they're working in in tandem uh you can't like really stop them right uh, unless you're Dracula so <laughs> we're getting there shortly. Uh, Isaac is pretty much the only survivor on Dracula's side at this point, and of any of the forces, really, because everyone else was 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 murdered. Um, and he he runs up up the stairs to basically be the last defense um, for Dracula and. Here, I think, is where their friendship like really shines. It just shows what Dracula values and places um, upon Isaac. Not just the control of his forces, um, but th- this true valued friendship. Mm-hmm. And Isaac's, you know, he's just... He's stating that, you know, um, his worth as a human and as a last bit of defense is... Uh, He's doing what he's doing because Dracula's value as um, a cultural, historical, scientific, like everything that Dracula had the potential to like still be um, mm-hmm. when his wife was still alive uh, is, is still there. 
and Isaac sees that, and uh, if if Dracula is lost, the world is poorer for it, regardless of them trying to wipe out humanity. Right. Like, that. that's still his driving thing, is uh, the, the man and the potential and everything that Dracula is, uh, is more, is worth more than anything else. So uh, Isaac is, is fully willing to commit... Um, his the last breath in his body to the defense of that, uh, not so much as just an idea of friendship, but just the the, the concepts and the the potential and what Dracula represents. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where that's what he's put. That's what he's staked everything on, uh, and Dracula is. He understands that, but that's not where his... He, he's tired. He's done with everything, but he still respects Isaac for, for I think, a great multitude of things. I don't think it's any one particular thing, but his, um, his commitment, his, his... The fact that they both have the same vision. Mm-hmm. A, this clean slated world um, that they can just be themselves, uh, you know, without anything challenging them, uh, is is what they're both looking at, and because of that, Dracula has the the the, <laughs> the teleporting mirror in a suitcase. It's the best, um, and he just chucks Isaac into the desert. Yeah, teleporting mirror. Um, and that's that's the end of Isaac for for now. He's he's yes. he's, he's saved from the, the the trio that's taking down Dracula's castle. I I so I think what uh once again I I think Isaac I think Dracula and Isaac's relationship is really really fascinating because as you mentioned they're both on they're both on the same page about everything. Um uh, and Isaac Isaac is is Dracula's like well you and Hector are going to be like the only two humans left alive when all of this is done and Isaac's like will I now um as if like I might just give up my life to I might have to give up my life to save you you might just decide that you want to get rid of everyone and I think that's the it it's Dracula's relationship with Isaac is probably the last like not the last but close to the last shred of humanity he has left because he sees the value in in Isaac's life even though he's on this genocidal crusade to literally destroy all of humanity he still sees value in Isaac's life and still has legitimate concern for him um he, he like compared to Hector Hector's kind of a tool and a, like a, a, a tool a, a tool and a child that Dracula needs to lie to in order to uh get on his side but Isaac is is right there for him all the time and he 
thinks that it would be um, seemingly Dracula. I think Dracula thinks it would be obscene that somebody that Isaac would have to lay down his life for him because Isaac cares about Dracula's vision so deeply. It's it's um, it's really kind of emotional, and and Dracula even admits he's like. You know, you've done everything, everything that you've done, you've done of your own volition uh, uh, for me. And I I have to apologize that I have removed your personal agency in your decision to die for me right now. I want you to live because I probably won't. And then throws him through the mirror. Yeah, if there's, um, aside from his wife and his son... Isaac is the only other person that like Dracula respects Mm -hmm. and and holds like he holds them as equals, even if Isaac is revolting humanity. Like that doesn't matter. Um, Isaac as a person (laughs) uh, Mm. is, is equal as much as anyone's ever going to be um, to, to Dracula in Dracula's eyes. Right. So, yeah, it's a, I think of all of the relationships in this series um, to this point, this is the most like poignant one Mm -hmm. because it, it truly like there's such a level of respect. You don't get that with um, Trevor and Alucard respect each other um, because of their individual like prowess, like the things Mm. that they can do. Um, is a grudging respect, but there's no grudging or begrudging between Isaac and um, Dracula. It's just, it's on the table. Uh, at, as long as their goals are aligned, they are, uh, they're just in it together. Right. Except for this one moment where Dracula's like, I, yeah, I, this is actually going to make me feel bad if you die for me. So, um, like his last shred of whatever he's like, I'm going to make sure that that's not going to happen. Because as we find out um, slightly in a bit, uh, Alucard is basically accusing his, his father uh, of writing the world's longest suicide note. Yes. Which is what this was. I mean, he, uh, I don't think Dracula ever intended on um, doing anything once humanity was gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was going to sit in his study and just wither away. Yeah. Yeah, there was there was no after after the Great Purge for Dracula. That was yeah, and, then, and that's exactly what Carmilla and... God brand to a lesser extent um, began to like understand mm-hmm. and why they were doing what they did. And that of course led to God brand's death at the hands of Isaac because he just talked to the wrong man. Right. You know, and it wouldn't have helped if he had talked to Hector because I don't think he, um, he didn't, uh, he respected Hector on basis of like what Hector could do, but not as like a person. Mm-hmm. Like he's not gonna 
take his grievances to Hector. He understands that Isaac is the, like, if anyone has the, the ear and shoulder and everything of Dracula, it's Isaac, not Hector. Right. And so he brought it, he brought up his very sensible um, argument to Isaac, and that just ended up being termed treasonous and sealed his own fate. So, yeah, there's, there's just, uh, there's not much else left to this um, with all the obstacles out of the way that paved the, the path for Trevor, Alucard, and Sifa to, to battle Dracula. And, and it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. They just, again, um, specifically when Alucard and, and Dracula are just toe-to-toe, um, it's alone, any of them, it wouldn't even, it's not even a contest. And this is like the week into Dracula, so it's just, that's that's why it's so bizarre to, to, to contemplate fighting him when he's at any kind of power and even this like years of neglect to himself um, has left him diminished but still so far above like anything else Mm -hmm. and he knows it and he's like he begins to he's kind of he's not that he's he's not bored but he's sort of playing with them right uh, I, oh, and you know, I I think this kind of ties back into so there's there's a sequence in is it uh is it the the last spell where Dracula tells Isaac the story about the uh, forty merchants that he killed because yeah. they insulted him. Um, there's a bit of that in this fight um, because the flashback sequence is just Dracula just like wrecking face throughout this entire town no one can stand up to him it's 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 not even it's no contest it's literally it's theatrics and thematics and it's dracula saying hey dracula's still around don't insult me um once but once again he does make the point of hey it was like only 40 merchants that insulted me i wasn't going to butcher the women and children i just wanted to make a point uh but there's an aspect of that in this. Like, it's the only time that Dracula has, <laughs> uh, mind the the pun, uh, seemed alive during this this series is is this fight between the trio. Yeah, and mostly it's because uh, it's because of Alucard being there and and challenging him in a way that he doesn't, like, really want to be challenged. Right. Because Alucard's making him think of his dead wife and trying to get him to understand that's, like, this is literally the opposite of what she wanted you to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're just... You're doing it anyway. Um, Understand, like... And Alucard, I think, understands... He understands fully why his father is doing this. But the it's it's the wrong thing to do exactly um, given his half human heritage and the, the entire you know seven, 20 years that um his mother spent with dracula 
and all the time the Dracula was just like hoofing it, you know, pedestrian style across the across the world. And it's like what uh, it, he's Alucard's kind of saying like you did all this stuff for the love of a, a woman, um, you know, my mother and what's it amounting to like you're not you didn't learn anything you're not you know you're not making use of that that love you're like kind of spitting on it at this point yeah uh yes lisa would be horrified to 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 see what what dracula has been doing in her name she would be horrified and disgusted that he is using her as as this prop for this genocidal nightmare that he's executing. Yeah. So they have a big throwdown. Um, it's it's kind even with all three of them, it's kind of one sided. Um, yep. And it would have continued to be that way until uh, Dracula busted Alucard through a wall into Alucard's boyhood bedroom. Yep, <laughs> it's the little tiny bed and all its little toys and some stuffed animals and things, um, and that snaps Dracula. It's just it like it snaps. It's it slaps some sense back into him for a couple seconds mm-hmm. to to where he's like, oh, you know, my he's he's bawling about my boy, and I like, what am I doing? It's like, yeah, you could have thought of this like sooner. The first time that Alucard came and talked to you, but your grief was too like raw. It was too fresh. Yeah, yeah. It was too. It was too fresh. And now he's he's tired. He's 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 tired. He's beaten. His forces are are gone. He's he's uh, he's like released his 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 most trusted vassal. It's nothing but him and his son. And the only thing he has left of Lisa, and what what like just just end it to just put a just put an end to it. You have to because because there's no coming back from this from for me and and yeah, there's like, there's nothing left. Yeah, and it like it like Alucard said, it's it's history's longest suicide note and and uh dracula allows alucard to stake him yeah otherwise it like even it just wasn't gonna work like all three of them together still weren't enough to to stop dracula unless he like kind of let them and and that's what happens and uh alucard stakes him with the bedpost and trevor cuts off his head Sifa immolates the remains and all of the demonic spirits inhabiting his body like whoosh out into the the world. That's it's a very neat scene, but it's just like, okay, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to to see happen. Um Right. Yes, to your father. <laughs> yeah. So the last episode just kind of wraps up um, everything and do, I mean, I say it wraps up everything. There's still a lot of uh, fallout from what Dracula was doing. Uh, right. 
that Bryla's still under. Like, there's still tons of monsters attacking these towns. That that didn't change. They're all they they've been released into the countryside just to like ravage and run amok. Uh, there's Carmilla. Um, now her forces have been decimated, but she's gonna have to rebuild and replenish her power. And there's no other. There's nothing left to like contest uh, Styria. Uh, the other generals are dead, so there's going to yep. be like a bunch of power vacuums. There's a lot yeah. left in the wake of what Dracula has done um, that are now unresolved, so that puts space for Sifa and Trevor to go on a journey and kind of take care of that. Um, Alucard has just murdered his father. Uh, his mother is dead. He has nothing left either. He says he's going to make a grave of... Um, dracula's castle and trevor uh uncharacteristically for the trevor up to this point but showcasing that um all of them have done some growing um over the past several days (laughs) of their journey and uh trevor basically makes alucard the steward of the belmont hold uh and lets him know that all th- there's all this stuff here and all of your father's um, potentials and his technologies. The people are just going to take it and right. they're not going to use it in a good way. Uh, so why don't you uh, kind of redemption arc for your family and take care of all these things and I'll, I'll entrust you with all of uh, the Belmont legacy. Yes. And you you will just be the guardian of this vast repository of like knowledge and everything. And that's stuff that you like anyway, so um it'll keep you busy. You'll never be bored. There's so much to read. Um And that's kind of where he leaves Alucard. Uh the two of them head off on their adventure and we get a bit of um it's not even closure, but uh Isaac uh, decides there is, yes there is a vacuum Dracula's probably dead uh, and he he feels like maybe he'll build an army to do whatever because uh, he he didn't get to finish his cleansing the world plan yet right um, so he's out in the desert doing presumably that uh, and then we get left with um, Hector he just kind of got the bad end of all of these deals poor guy yeah um he he basically just gets roped into being the the pet that he was trying to make out of everybody else um for carmilla and just being her chained up forge master which i get it from her point of view a little bit but i think that uh she would have been able very easily to maintain her sway over him without like reducing him to to this state like mm-hmm. he would have just willingly continued doing the thing for her pretty much uh yes but i think the, the i think the oh it's the, a power or, structure you know that's what it is not only that but it kind of it ultimately highlights that uh that carmilla's like actually kind of evil and insane like she's 
she's she up until this point you could argue that she had like her motives were were for self-preservation but once the the actual power like once she's aware of the actual power vacuum she's like yeah now i now i get to go like full monster and like you work for me you belong to me your property and you're going to help me conquer like the, the this entire country well yeah and she's she's never made any bones about what she thought about humanity and that her her main point was like if you loved your wife so much why didn't you make her a vampire and then she then we wouldn't be in this situation because she wouldn't have been killed by the church right so there's that too um it's not out of character for her like this is like this is what she does uh and it wasn't to her benefit to she's not putting him on a level playing field because that's not what she's doing i mean she she said it quite clearly um she doesn't respect him she doesn't care about him uh he is a tool and she'll treat him as such um to me what that does uh, is put hector in a position to where um he's that gains no loyalty that gains only begrudging work i mean he's stuck as a prisoner forge master Uh, that gains only resentment and potential for like getting stabbed in the back later um Mm. by by your 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 pawns uh that doesn't seem like a smart move um tactically but that's not where she's at like she's just I don't think she can consider it any other way. Like this right. is gonna, this is just how it has to be. Right. But yeah, I mean that pretty much wraps up season two. I don't, uh, I don't think there was anything else. No, other than like the, the Alucard's left completely and utterly broken by uh, his traumatic experience, while the rest of the world just kind of turns on it's a it's a it's a it's it's the this last episode helps establish like a new baseline and uh 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 shows us the various open paths (laughs) ahead for all of these characters and then the question becomes how are these uh how are these all these paths which are splitting off from the central direction which is dracula how are they all going to coalesce again uh narratively yeah and uh i guess the one last thing that i meant to mention um was we did get godbrand's buckle crest thing um in his ashes and then uh the same when when dracula uh, was immolated his his wedding ring and his yes so yes we did get that which i uh at the time would have not been a thing to go grab but i felt that alucard would like want that like, yeah symbol I, of his parents like as they were um but you know, it's he, he he owns the castle. It's not going anywhere, so <laughs> it's something he could pick up later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
yeah that's um that's the end of uh season two so there's two more seasons and next year i think is the um i don't know if we have a date again but uh the sequel with with uh trevor's son i think oh yes uh yes the yeah. uh, de- descendant yeah um, yeah yeah i don't think i don't think we have a date on that either um and you know uh, there'll probably they'll start dropping teaser stuff yeah once yeah we'll see i mean this stuff tends to drop in um, october so we'll we'll find out but uh yep. yeah so we will be back um, in two weeks to continue season three or begin season three uh and then uh should things fall in back into schedule um next week we will be returning to christopher schlatsky's um anthology so we'll, we'll see how yes. it goes and we'll let you know in advance and by a week or a few days or few days at this point um what's going on on that uh yeah so this was this was a lot of fun to to go through these first couple seasons and it's it's monster light um they're just kind of in the room uh the series doesn't fill in a lot of it they're just sort of nods to what's going on in the games so we're not digging too much into that aside from the vampires because those are front and center um, for the most part uh but really, I think looking at this as kind of character studies is more fun and keeps it so we're not doing like scene by scene breakdowns. I don't think that that's necessary in something that's right. this long and uh, dialogue and or action oriented. So the flow of it uh, will remain the same for the next um, two seasons. Uh, Jake will be back for some of those episodes and uh, just kind of depending there's there's a lot of stuff going on um, here and there, but we will at least have a guest uh, returning to, to do some discussion on these. Uh, but yeah, it's this is a lot of fun. I'm enjoying re-watching this. It's just, it's, the animation's so good. Um, yeah. They, they, they knew where to put their money in once it was past season one. So mm-hmm. I look forward to continuing on and check, taking a look at the next two seasons. Uh, I think that will, that will be us wrapping this episode up. Uh, Leonard, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Yes, people can find me uh, on Twitter by searching at Dr. Faust is Dead. People can also find me on YouTube, uh, or my video work, that is, uh, by once again searching for Dr. Faust is Dead. And Dave, where can people find you on the interwebs? They can find me primarily on Twitter at Cintinot underscore plus. It will be in the notes as always. You can find the podcast at monsterdeer.monster and our absent host. Uh, you can find Cameron on Twitter at night underscore twitten, and that's night without a K. And I think that wraps us up, so that'll be us saying bye-bye, folks, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.